like the hot box, or what do they call it? Like the kill zone. Right. I just can't turn into. I mean, it's this is brutal. And then you know the the thing that I always really hated. Let's talk. Let's talk about the lower classes, shall we? People who have no cars don't deserve to live. No, obviously I don't think that. But I mean, like I I just don't like when pedestrians don't give a shit about a oh, damn cursing. <laughs> I don't, we're not even on the I don't know, this one, this one, uh, <laughs> I just, I'm so jet lagged still that I don't even have the effort in me to go through and censor you today. Well, you it's kind of wild west. You're I'm, on your own. <laughs> okay, but here's the thing. I just don't like it when um, pedestrians don't look at or care about the flow of traffic. Like one minor act of kindness by that guy crossing the street could have allowed that Prius to roll through the intersection and you to smoothly do your thing. But he was totally oblivious. You know what I mean? Now, I have to worry about what pedestrians are doing, right? If some pedestrian decides, oh, I'm going to capriciously run across the street, i got to be aware and ready for that. You know what I mean? Or else it's my fault, right? Because I'm the proprietor of the 10-ton vehicle. Well, how about the people who are most likely to get smashed up by these vehicles? <laughs> Look out a little bit. Dude, you know what I mean? You would hate, hate France. Because it is like freaking dodging, like Neo dodging bullets with all the motorcycles, people on just bicycles, like on, like this guy was on a bicycle and he like got on the freeway. I was like, oh. where am I right now? Was he getting chased by Liam Neeson? <laughs> Keanu's on a horse behind him. Uh, no, there was one guy and I tweeted this when we got out of the airport and someone got like mad at me. Like, like I was saying as an insult, but it was a hundred percent true. But we got in our taxi and look behind me. There's a guy on a motorcycle and then he's steering with one hand and looking at his phone and texting in his other hand on a motorcycle. Wow. Like, I don't even think John Wick could do that. <laughs> like that was, that was probably to me like, like the first like inkling, like, Oh, I'm not in Kansas anymore. Oh, wow. It was just like the, the motorcycles. Well, and we, we are, we are, I guess, we are the characters from Pulp Fiction because uh, I'm, I'm black and surly, <laughs> and you just came back from a foreign country. With <laughs> and all I'm these driving, <laughs> you know. And I did. We did get the Royale with cheese. Oh my God! It's yeah. like a real thing. Still, it's, it's a well. It's not like like they invented it for Pulp Fiction. I know, it's, and that's what, but that's what it's, it's like. I would have thought that maybe they'd be like. I mean, they don't. They call it just like the deluxe Royale. It's not like the cheese is implied. Uh, <laughs> Because it's, it's a lot. Like, yeah, it's like a it's like a quarter pounder. Like you, if I didn't get cheese, I'd be like, "What am I paying for?" Here? Yeah, well, it's a quarter pound of uh, dry ass meat. Yeah, no, I. So wait, so how did it taste? Was I mean, it so different? Were there less hormones, and antibiotics? So, the buns are different. Did they put Gruyere on that shit? Uh, they put they. Oh what do you, what do you want? Okay. Oh, All right. yeah. Uh, so they put Dijon mustard on it, uh, which is fancy. Uh, the buns, the buns are, di- <laughs> the buns are different. But other than that, no, it's it's the same. Now, I don't know if it was the placebo effect or not, but my wife swears that the fries were fresher, and I was like, I don't know. <laughs> They're true fries. Fries. <laughs> But they do give, uh, they give, they give ketchup and they do give like a, I don't want, it's not mayonnaise, mm. but it's mayonnaise-esque. Like a like sauce. An, like an aioli, Yeah, perhaps. they give an aioli type sauce uh, with it as well, which is pretty good. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, I, I see 
I say travel to foreign countries. My mom's gone to more foreign countries than I have. I haven't even really gone anywhere cool. I went to, like, the Bahamas. Oh, I can't go there now. <laughs> right. Oof. Terrible, man. God, I can't keep my feet out of my mouth. Uh, uh, prayers up and all the things that don't really matter or help. I saw... I'm, uh, like, woefully ignorant, but I saw something where it was, like, they were turning people away who were, like, already on, like, a rescue boat because yep. they didn't have... Yeah, they're, they're already on the ferry to get away from the stuff. And, uh, and uh, you know, your boy, the Cheeto, said, uh, <laughs> said that, uh, hey, man, you got to have a, a visa rather than just your passport. And it's like, what? I, I, I didn't... <laughs> I didn't come over for the Bahamas to work the sugarcane fields of Florida or something. I don't have a... Free that should have been the third the act hell? of Dark Knight, where <laughs> people are all on one ferry, and then they just, the Joker <laughs> just starts turning away people who don't have the proper visas. Oh, dude. <laughs> Something tells me the Joker would be down with the wall. Right? <laughs> but yeah, I just like, uh, I really think what's going on right now is this stupid ass traffic jam. I, there was one next to my house. Like, I don't know. There's some weird flow in the city. It's to... because a lot of schools started yesterday. Oh, yeah. Because it took me forever to get to work yesterday. And uh, I usually, like, you know, if I'm by myself, I'll take the canyon. And it, like, had me take a really weird way to get around it. Uh, damn children. Um, Eat up my tax money. On the... <laughs> On the movie front, I finally watched last night, and I'm so mad at myself because I'm such a fan of his music, but I watched Rocket Man. Have you oh, seen it? I, I haven't seen it. It's it's interesting because like a lot of people were comparing it to, like, it's better than Bohemian Rhapsody. Look, uh, a lot of my diarrhea is better than Bohemian Rhapsody. <laughs> but it's also like... Mamma mia! <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of what I wish... If you're gonna do a music biopic, like I kind of like the, I kind of like this approach where it's definitely a musical. Like this could be a Broadway musical, and it's like woefully goes against uh, like anachronisms. So it's like Elton John will be he'll be singing a song as a little boy that helps you know give you the character in the background of like what he was going through but it's like a song that Elton John like put out in like 1994 you know what I mean oh so, wait, so it doesn't care about anachronisms no not at all okay. it's like as long as the song fits the the emotional theme of what's going on then they'll use it which I kind of I kind of like better sorry my OCD was killing me with this oh. wire was just sticking out of the glove compartment like I was literally just like fixated well, on it you know what I was gonna fix it but then I was like well maybe that's how Billy likes it no it's just slightly sloppy no uh, but I I really liked that because like I think when you do something like Bohemian Rhapsody which is just taking the Wikipedia page and filming it yeah I think when there are anachronisms there, that's when I'm like, come on guys. Like you are literally just doing a, a cliff note summary of the band. Like you couldn't get that right. But with something like rocket man, it's like, Oh, they're telling me right up front. Like, don't worry about like the, uh, historical canon, you know, mm. buy into the emotionality. And I think that's kind of like, I think the best biopics do that, man. Like, uh, like Man on the Moon, where like Andy Kaufman comes out at the beginning, he's like, "This movie's terrible." They changed a bunch of things, like yeah. that didn't even happen at that time, you know. Well, I mean, in in uh, biopics, and that's what I call them, 
Yeah, it's not, not biopic. biopic. It's not a. It's not a freaking medical procedure. It's yeah, with it it's for a, a biographical biopic. picture. A biopic. If you say biopic. We're not friends. <laughs> I went in for a biopic the other day. They took out a, a mass of experiences. <laughs> I truncated a few things. No, they like, merged some characters. If it's a biopic about like a doctor, maybe just to be cute, you can call it a biopic. <laughs> the dude who invented biopsies gets a biopic. Yeah, but you know, but I think. Well, you touched on something. I don't know. This uh, I don't like the present day of there'll be two things that come out right and we must compare one it, it's like it's uh, to the other you right. know it, and it, it's kind of like you know how they say that chickens right chickens will like spot one with like a little black spot on its head or a little 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 patch of alopecia or something i don't know and as much like, about chickens as you apparently <laughs> do well i'm just i, I, I'm, I'm I'm Missouri, no my aunt had like uh like hens and stuff uh, I don't think she could have a rooster because we were civilized. We didn't, have, we didn't have screeching monsters screaming in the morning for any reason. You know, you can go get a rooster to impregnate your hands. You don't have to keep one on staff. Anyway, um, so chickens, they'll, they'll, the one, they'll see some difference and they'll peck at it till that chick dies. The other chickens will just look and say, hey, what's up, Spotty? I hate you. <laughs> And they'll just pick at him until he dies. Where is this going? I, well, that's what we're doing with almost everything. Like, Bohemian Rhapsody sucks, but why does it have to suck in relation to Elton John? <laughs> you know, it can suck on its own. Like, suck on your own path. You know what I mean? Why are you dragging me into this? We, we, make, we make everything suck into... Suck on your own path? <laughs> Get out of my suck jet stream. <laughs> You're kind of a suck jet stream. You're sucked up into it. You know what I mean? Like, I, why, why? And uh, like, no matter what you think about the comedy specials, uh, Dave Chappelle's special came out and was very controversial, and lots of lots of groups were mad at him. And then Bill Burr's special has just come out, where he goes hard on feminists and all sorts of different people we kind of tend to revere in society right, right. now. And my the cons. I'm looking at my Facebook this morning. I don't really mess with Facebook, but I looked at Facebook to respond to a person who sent me a message. I looked at Twitter and I looked at another thing. And people are already forming their armies. You know, the, uh, Chappelle and Dan Bill Burr are buddies. They do the same sort of envelope pushing stuff. But we've got all of a sudden decide, Marvel and DC style, which one we like better, which one did a better job at being mean to oppress groups. <laughs> like, what sure. are we talking about? I'd say, like, counterpoint to that. Like, why do we compare stuff? Because sometimes there are things that, like, it's, it's, it is and it's not fair that, like, Captain America Civil War and Batman v Superman are compared because they came out within, like, a month or two of each other. Mm -hmm. It's your two main heroes facing off over ideological differences and it's masterminded by a villain in the background. Like, they share so much similar DNA that it's almost, like, impossible not to compare and contrast. That being said, like, we also know the context of, like, Captain America Civil War was, like, movie number 455 of the Marvel <laughs> Cinematic Universe, you know? Well, see, to me, the, the simple factors like that, though, is why you shouldn't compare them. It's, it's like, have you ever seen those pictures of, like, weightlifter dudes? And then there'll be, like, one non-weightlifter dude on stage, but he's all kitted out with his banana hammock, 
and his little number, and he's flexing his muscles, pretending like he's being just like these guys. And he might have even entered that. It might have been an amateur event where he could enter. But when you look at these guys, these guys have been lifting weights 15 hours a day and eating creatine and babies and stuff to get buff. You know what I mean? And you were eating Cheetos 10 minutes before you came up there. That's DC. DC was on the couch eating Cheetos and decided to enter a strongman contest. <laughs> That doesn't mean they're that does that means they're not prepared for the contest. That doesn't mean they'll never be able to do that. But they weren't prepared for that contest. And why are we even? Judging? Well, can we just take it for the joke? It is that they even tried to play that game. You I'm know not what I mean? going there. because you know, I'm I'm just I'm I'm not saying that because of DC's characters. I'm saying like they were woefully unprepared to take on a continuity that had been that t- had, had taken roughly ten years to make at that time. But to your point, then they weren't trying to take on. Marvel. It's they were We decided that exactly. They were, That's what yeah. I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. We decided to compare these these apples to these grenades <laughs> <laughs> because we decided to peck one until it died. I am not trying to peck DC or DC fans till they die. I love the, the Viva la Difference, you French ass. You know, <laughs> you know what I mean? I I, I love. <laughs> the differences, you know what I mean. I love, I love, I kind of do love the um, the stoic, mythic nature of DC characters. And I really hope they get it together. I want to work with DC at some point. You know what I mean. Uh, so not dissing them, but like to say that they're, to say that they're whack for losing a, a, a arm wrestling contest to to uh, Stallone from over the top. <laughs> it just that to me is disingenuous commentary. I think I think my like circling all the way back like. When you look at Rocket Man and Bohemian Rhapsody, there's two things. One, I just don't care for Bohemian Rhapsody as a film. Uh, but separately, on a different note, I also think, like, in terms of musical biopics, I I prefer the Rocket Man approach of using the catalog as a catalyst for the emotions rather than, like, and then in 1975, he released this album. And then in 1977, he released this album. I'm like, I get it, you know? And I also think what's interesting about you, what you're talking about that approach is, even if you're not as, like, okay, I'll use a song to display my childhood that I released in 1994. Maybe you don't go that far. But maybe you try to find, in in an organic way, the different feelings that might have pushed these songs out at these different times. You right. know what I mean? So that, you know, it, it isn't, but I, I do hate when they're just like, uh, like, what's a song? What's a song? Um, F the Police. Dude, I decided to write F the Police after this specific police incident. I'm a black dude from Compton. There wasn't one specific incident <laughs> that, that that turned me to the dark side. Boy, I used to be so pro-cop here in Compton. Boy, I used to be so pro-cop. And then one day, they dragged me down, they messed up my Adidas, and I was like, you know what? You know what? I, I just hate when, when movies try to like pinpoint it down to that one moment. There was one one moment that made me as pro-black or as pro-nerdy as I am. There wasn't one moment. I think with Straight Outta Compton, that's like an example of one of the musical biopics that's in the Bohemian Rhapsody style of like just telling what happened. Yeah. But in my opinion, they gave much more weight to you know the three main Dre, uh, mm-hmm. Cube, and Easy E. Like I just felt like I knew more about them than when I left Bohemian Rhapsody. I was like, mm. I still know Freddie Mercury is this icon, but 
he just starts the movie and he's like a great singer and he's already decided his name now is Freddie Mercury. Like, it just, like, there's no inkling of like, I never felt like I was inside his head for a minute. Whereas Straight Outta Compton is, in my opinion, one that like I felt like I really knew these characters by the end. So, like, when Easy E dies, like, I felt really bad. Spoiler alert to real life, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> the fact that you got to do a spoiler alert for basic history is hilarious. You know, spoiler alert, we so, won the war. <laughs> so, I actually think this is an interesting topic because, so for the longest time, uh, we batted around doing, like, a Screen Junkie show or something around this concept of, is history a spoiler? Like, if I go and see, uh, you know, uh, Bohemian Rhapsody, and I say, yeah, Once like... Once Upon a Time. Or, yeah, I mean, that one is... It's more fable, but... Right, you know, right. I, I, think I still you think know, it's a spoiler. Knowing, it's a spoiler yeah. if you say, oh, they didn't die. You're like... Right, right, right. But I think if you say, like, oh, yeah, that part in Bohemian Rhapsody where, you know, Freddie Mercury finds out he has AIDS, I'm like, he gets AIDS? It's like, well, come on, man. You know, like... <laughs> Like, that's why, I, I don't know, like, is 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 telling someone, like, a historical fact a spoiler? Is, does it depend on the situation? Like, there, what movie was it that I saw? Um, oh, when it came out, Frost Nixon. I knew mm. nothing real. Like, I knew, like, the general who's it's and what's it's of Watergate but yeah they, these are tapes right in terms they're, of the actual <laughs> in terms of the actual interview like I didn't know that story right so I'm sure if you did uh, watching it would be boring same with Vice I'm not really like the most political or current up to date person so a lot of the stuff that was in Vice like I knew tangentially, but I didn't know like the details. So Vice was like enthralling to me. But a lot of people that saw Vice were like, "Yeah, I know. I I've been following this for the last few years." But it's like, oh man, like I didn't realize all these other things. But it's like if you had told me beforehand, would that movie have, like hit me as hard as it did? You know? Huh. I mean, I've, you know what? I've never really thought about it uh, because. I do know that, that people don't live their lives knowing a bunch of stuff. And I, I don't think I can say it more simple than that. I think we, we get, we, we decide to learn how to drive, to learn how to pay taxes, to learn how to make an omelet. And it just takes up so much hard drive space that the rest of it's just, you know what I mean? That I, I don't think people really concentrate. So people, people have specialization. You know yes. what I mean? People who love politics know all about it. People who don't love politics there's a hundred things that hap- that happen per day that might affect your life that you don't even know about if you don't follow it religiously. Um, so, and history is a little like that in the modern age because we have so many things to distract us from history. There's people who live through the gas shortages in the 70s that can't tell you about it. They don't even remember it because they were sitting in their house playing Atari or whatever, you know what I mean? <coughs> well, maybe not Atari yet, but you know what I'm saying. They were sitting in their house or they were singing doo-wop on the corner of, you know, I'm, not, I'm not trying to act like it's the 50s but you know what I'm saying whatever you did in the 70s and it's in the corner with your proto boombox I don't know but there, there, there was a there wasn't a 24 hour cable station nor internet nor a computer in your phone smarter than the damn uh, space shuttle that tells you all these things there wasn't that there was there was just this sort of like there's the news living yeah yeah the news if Walter Cronkite didn't tell your ass you didn't know it for 50 years <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's like to, to say that um, 
it, so so back in the days, people were ignorant because there was two sources to get news, and half the people, just like now, hell, ninety percent of the people, just like now, didn't care, right? Right. And then now we have all this stuff. It's like, well, I don't know about that bill that uh, makes me now officially a slave. I guess I got to report to the detention centers tomorrow. But boy, this uh, this uh, Cardi B album is tight. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just like this this distracto bot we've all become. So, but at the same time, you know, we're up here talking about comic books and stuff, and I'd rather do that, frankly. Reality becomes so, like, uh, splintered that we start to seek these enclaves. That's where you get, like, like you know a whole bunch about the Matrix. You can have some political knowledge in there, but you choose <laughs> to use that hard drive space for <laughs> inferior sequel knowledge. But, and I do it, too. I do it all day. I do it all day. inferior, they're misunderstood. And also... <laughs> No, you know what? You're right. You're right. You're I, right. If something's a big enough political event, I'll wait for the biopic. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I went, I, I saw Zero Dark Thirty. I was like, oh, oh, we did get him. All right, good. <laughs> I saw Zero Dark Thirty. Oh, good. I was worried about that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I saw Jojo Rabbit. I guess we did win World War II. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. Dude, but Black Hawk Down, did we win that? Yeah. All right. <laughs> and what was that? I don't know. <laughs> People don't know what that was. People, that's that's what I'm saying. Like I, I think it bi- biopics and historical things in general try to inform us about the world because I think we do forget stuff. I think um I might have said this before, but there's this um this this passage in the in the book nineteen eighty four and this guy goes to an old timer who was there before the revolution, before the thought police and everything. And he goes, Hey, Hey dude. Um, what, what's, uh, how, what was it like before the thought police and the roving murder death bots or whatever the hell, you know what I'm saying? What was it like? And the old timer just tells him about a bunch of bar fights he got into and personal slights. And this guy took my money and stuff like that. He lived his whole life going from an utterly free society to an utterly fascist society. And he didn't even notice because he was sitting on a bar stool the whole time. You know what I mean? That's us. That's us. We could go from a straight democracy to an utter fascistic, register your biochip here, here's your Soylent Green bars. We'd be like, yeah, but as long as this hot Cardi B album come out, though, right? <laughs> what, <laughs> what is the next of, is, Are we going to get Spider-Man in the Avengers? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Sp- oh, Fantastic Four? Cool, cool, cool. Yeah, let me get back in my battery pod and watch that while I produce energy for you. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's so weird because, like, I don't know, this definitely says something about me but i always think speaking of the matrix battery pods if i were in the matrix and i were in a joey pants situation (laughs) absolutely i'd be like put me the f back in and make sure i don't remember any of this you can suck my life force all you want as long as i don't know about it and i can eat this delicious steak then (laughs) go for it Like, well, I, I gotta say, they could have made it a little more appealing. Like, wait, wait, wait. We gotta fight killer kung fu robots and eat oatmeal all the time? <laughs> oatmeal made of, like, rats and bugs? Like, what? We, we gotta eat Vegemite sandwiches and fight murder robots? Yeah, if you're gonna feed me, like, diarrhea tapioca, <laughs> and then I also, like, have to wear pure leather, which I'm a big sweater. Like, I don't think... <laughs> I think I can handle the wardrobe of the Matrix. Give me up in the simulation sweating. 
got, y'all got some baby powder and uh, the, the matrix. I need twenty four hour professional level degree. <laughs> pH balance. Yeah, there's no way I could dress for the matrix. Like my digital self would be in like basketball shorts. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you're just so basketball shorts, like a like a like a jersey. Right. Hey, I got breezy. <laughs> My Angels baseball hat. <laughs> Morpheus would be like, "This is not going to work." <laughs> this guy's over here sweating ones and zeros, boss. We got to get him out of here. He's blowing our cover. Yeah, I, I I am personally very invested in nano steak or not nano. You know what I'm saying? Like ones and zero steak. Right. <laughs> I, but you know, I gotta say. Once you got to the point of knowing that that was... I, I think The Matrix is interesting because The Matrix and Fight Club both came out same year, right? Uh, yeah. And they've both been adopted like the Bible by like monsters, nice people in between. They've all taken the mythology from each of these things and applied it to their life in these weird ways. And it's like we were talking to an officer the other day about The Matrix. Like, if you were to get your mind to think that, oh, well, these people are just lost. It'd be okay to shoot them. Just like the Matrix. You know what I'm saying? I'm not going to go down this dark route about, you know, shootings and stuff like that. I'm just saying, like, it is a, uh, it has a nice, it's either this or that flavor to it. You know what I mean? You're either in the real world or whatever. And then when you find out that you're still in the Matrix after you get out of the Matrix. Right, that the real world is just another form of control by the Matrix. I was just like, wait a minute. This is Oh, man. And that's why I contest that people don't like it is because deep down it bothers them to their core that it's like... It's true. It's like funny games where it's just like the minute you think it's over, it's like, no, you will never I'm not sure I understand. (laughs) That was perfect. (laughs) You're not alone, Siri. Oh, my God. You are not alone. That was perfect. Oh, my God. I was gripping my phone so tight because I was riveted. (laughs) Oh, man. Or maybe... robots (laughs) robots <laughs> hey chill out y'all <laughs> stop having this conversation you, you are batteries you are not in a car going down the screen chuckies <laughs> you are batteries and you better chillax it did like the thing about the matrix that does make me think though it's like all right why if i'm in this simulation would there be a program running that would give me diarrhea like what is <laughs> No, give you diarrhea to eat, not right, diarrhea, right? Right, just, no, just like, no, that would be like, okay, oh. at this point, no, why would it simulate diarrhea for me? No, I'm saying like, <laughs> why, why would like I be allergic to like lactose intolerance? Like, oh, why yeah. Would I... But no, that's what I thought about when I was thinking, you know, that theory of like, you're not sure if anybody else exists but you. Right. Which is like the most sociopathic thing I've ever, I've, I've ever heard. Like, I... Since I was born, I really had to focus on what other people were doing. And I never thought other people weren't real. I don't think that ever even crossed my mind that other people weren't real. Because, like, boy, when I got to Amblin age, I had to really worry about what the, what the cops and what these people what these people thought. But, you know, I had to worry about a lot of other people who were really real. Okay? I never worried whether or not certain people were freaking real. But I think it's it, it's interesting, though, like... If we are creating our simulation, I've created a simulation where, you know, I'm rolling down the road with one of my best buddies. We're doing a, 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 an impromptu weird show. Right. You know what I'm saying? And uh, 
I'm not successful well into what I consider middle age for a black guy. You know what I mean? It's like, this sucks. If I created this, I suck. Yeah, but who's I to put, say you created it? It's well, but, like someone created it, something created it for you. Well, see, that's the thing. I mean, I think that's the difference between the theories. Like, if, if, when people think that, okay, I'm the only person in the world and I've created this simulation of life, then I think they, they feel really bad because most people simulate. I mean, if Brad Pitt... If somebody told Brad Pitt he created this simulation, he'd be like, oh, man, what's up with that last few years of heartbreak? But other than that, it's pretty cool. You know what I mean? I created this, I created this simulation where I'm the handsomest person well into my 50s. Keanu Reeves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, Chelsea, Tokyo. Oh, ironically, right? Keanu Reeves, if he created the simulation for him, I mean, that dude's an artist. Like, uh, I'm going to be a young, handsome dude. And then, like, without being really able to act that well, I'm going to become a super action star. Then I'm going to fall off for a little bit. Then I'm going to come back, roaring back with this awesome thing. Well, in my in, in his 60s, he'll be whooping people's ass like like uh, like Liam Neeson used to before he got canceled. <laughs> you know what I mean? Do you think Liam Neeson just sits in a dark room and he's just like, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. You know, that's one thing I really do think is going to trip me up, and I'm trying to work on it right now, is I say some wild stuff. If I get any degree of actual fame, oh, bro. You know what I'm saying? I, I, you, you go two routes, right? You go the Jeselnik route, where as you start to get famous, you push the envelope so hard that everybody knows who you are. You notice how the Jeselnik ain't never canceled? Yeah. Jeselnik ain't never canceled, and it has nothing to do with, before the SJWs who like a lot most of the things I say, jump in. It ain't no other factor other than his consistent, horrific comedic persona. He stays horrible the whole time. He never tries to to do some truth telling. You know what I mean? He never tries to be like, you know what's wrong with the tax system? He's never trying to fix real life. He's just like, how can I get? How can I make a joke about someone that's dead? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? How can I? How can I make the worst target for a joke? And then compound that some kind of way. How can I get the most people, you know what I mean, to be totally offended by this and then laugh even still? I don't know. I don't know if I can go that route. And I don't know if I can go the whole, yes, uh, I have been media trained and uh, here are all my talking points. Ha 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 ha. You know what I mean? <laughs> I mean, I don't know that I would talk like that. You know what I'm saying? But you know what's interesting is even in your in your thought process, like... And this goes all the way back to the first thing we talked about. Like, it's just our nature to compare two different things. Damn. Like, you can't help it. It's ingrained in you. You're right, dude. And that's why Rocket Man is better than Bohemian <laughs> Rhapsody. <laughs> well, okay, then. Let's compare some other stuff that have no reason to be compared. Why not? That'd be hilarious. Star Wars, Star Trek... What's what compare contrast? Okay, this is my thing. Uh, you know I hate magic, right? And uh, so if I get if comparing, oh wow, there's a big mess up on the northbound. Oh yeah, too bad. I hate that thing where they start swerving lane to lane to make sure everybody slows down because you're gonna run up on you know a crocodile or whatever the hell is in the middle of the, of the street. <laughs> Like, whatever the hell they're trying to stop you from just rolling up on it. I actually, I've, I I always see it, like, once once he's, like, leading the parade. Mm-hmm. But I, I've never seen how they start it. Because that seems like, 
really difficult. Oh, to, to start, everybody slow the hell down proceedings right, right. on a four or five lane highway. Right. That's that's a, that's that's a training course. <laughs> they got to get a hundred stunt drivers and be like, all right, simulating, stopping a hundred people. You know what I mean? I've always had this like idea in my head of like an action sequence, and I have no idea what it would be. But it's like a four lane highway. And there's like four cars, one in each lane, and they're all like fast and furious on the same team, and they all somehow get like parallel to each other, and then like stop in the middle of the road to stop everything. Whoa! I don't know what happens after that, but, <laughs> but I was just like, how freaking cool would that be? <laughs> Somebody's truck is in their engine block. That's right. what happens. <laughs> Eighty mile an hour rear end things. Uh, anyways, uh, Star yeah, Wars, so, Star Trek. Okay, this is my thing. My girl loves Star Trek. And she loves... She's got a Star Wars tattoo. But the first thing she showed me in the, like, all right, you're almost good enough to really be with. You gotta like this stuff. She started showing me a bunch of Star Trek. And I'd already seen TNG and blah, blah, blah. So, if it got into my head, Star Wars to me is cooler, whereas to me, Star Trek is more important. Interesting. Because Star, Star Trek is about the actual future. It's about one of many billions and billions of actual futures. In an actual future with no money uh, because we've evolved past money. That fact right there just blows my mind. Right off the bat. Okay, none of the stories are about getting money. Or very few people, but basically inferior crappy people who haven't joined the Federation. Which is a kind of a problematic idea. I hate that word, but it's kind of, you know, if you haven't joined the Federation, you're probably out in the outskirts, gunslinging and, and latinum and all this crap. But if you're really down with the Federation, you decide to play by our nicey-nice, you know, rules that we've put in some space constitution, uh, as long as you're... <laughs> Do they have their own 4th of July? <laughs> <laughs> Just a bunch of laser beams like the end of Gra- Gal- Guardians of Galaxies. <laughs> That's what they have in space. But I'm, I'm just saying, like, like it's about the actual future. Whereas Star Trek is literally about an alternate group of human beings. Whoa. That dude almost died. Well, you mean Star Wars. Did I say Star Trek the second time? Yeah. My bad. Yeah, Star Wars is literally about the past. They tell your ass it's about the past. A long time ago, in a galaxy far, far away humanoids and aliens are having this kerfuffle and the other thing I don't like about Star Wars if I, if I, if I, if you're making me choose is that so much of it until recently has focused on like six people and their travails like one family of dorks who literally caused the problem are the only people we follow for nine movies really that's the dumbest, wackest stuff I ever heard. Whereas in Star Trek, a lot of people hate it, but every few years you get a whole new crew that has to come in and then do X, Y, and Z. You know what I'm saying? So it's like they bring back classic characters like Kirk and stuff, but like for the most part, they've been giving you a new ver they've been doing this Ray Kylo Ren crap since nineteen ninety one. Yeah, but no. Uh, here's the thing though, it's like Star Wars has now become I think there's two ways to look at Star Wars. Mm-hmm. There's, like, the the most popular option, which is just, like, I watch the movies. I like the original three the best. 
that's it. Like, that's the Star Wars story. The other world is, like, Star Wars is this big, like, amorphous blob that keeps growing and evolving. And they're, and really, the movies are just, like, 10% of what the actual whole Star Wars thing is. And in that case, it's like, well, yeah, you got, you know... You have Star Trek Discovery. You have uh, Voyager. You have, like, these different crews. It's like, well, Star Wars Rebels follows Ezra and that band of, of Rebels for a few seasons. Resistance is a whole different group than in the books. You have Vi Marathi and she's a spy. So it's like, it all exists. It's not just the movies, if that makes sense. So it's like, right. the Star Wars has some of those same properties that Star Trek has in that sense. I will agree with you, though. That Star Trek is much more cerebral than Star Wars. Where Star Wars is much more like... And what George Lucas has said they always were are like morality tales for 12-year-olds. Right, and it's about feelings too. And I don't want to denigrate feelings. I really think it's really whack that we've gotten to a point in society where a few people who can't control their damn feelings have ruined feelings for everybody. You know what I mean? Like, eh, I feel so bad because you said those words and I can't compartmentalize. So guess what? Mwah. Now everybody can, nobody can have nice things because your feelings are hurt all the time. At the same time, uh, it's like with, I agree with you on Star Wars, like the, the cool stuff to me. But I've always been that weirdo, though. I, I kind of think that contrarian is, we talk about like uh, dichotomies. It's like, are you a populist or are you a contrarian? I think I've invented a way to be a populist contrarian. So I like everything that's popular, but I like the least popular aspect of it. So like me personally, I've been, you could tell, you could, you could have asked Ed Greer at 18 years old. Do you want to see Luke Skywalker's punk ass do anything? And he would have said no. Show me a dude, and a, I wouldn't have said the Mandalorian necessarily, but I would have said something like that. I would. I, everybody else besides the the Midichlorian family, everybody else besides the Midichlorian family is more interesting than them. Full stop. Everybody is. Han Solo, give me a. That's why I like Solo. I don't care that he was talking to a space worm. I don't care that the. the I don't care that they uh, explained the parsec thing, even though I thought that was cool. I don't care that, that that Lando bangs robots. I think that's cool. I think that whole melange of like that aspect of the universe, these seedy underbellies, these real gritty. I think that gets back to the essence of what Star Wars really was about, even in the beginning. It was like this gritty, nasty world, and this wizard and a young boy go into a gritty, nasty, lived in world and triumph through the force of good. But that world is still gritty and nasty and messed up. So if you don't have a magic wizard helping you, and you don't have metachlorians flowing out your damn pores, like like sweat pouring off of Matrix Billy, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? If if you're not this special snowflake, what the hell do you do in this war-torn monster world? Tell me about that. So the fact that they finally circled around and away from the metachlorian family, bravo. Bravo and brava. Bravo all of them. Because uh, I, I just... That part disgusted me, frankly. But I think 7 and 8, at least, are... 
like yes, it's still part of the Skywalker saga. But oh no, it's these really new ones are trying. Yeah, these new ones are trying. But I think just no more laser swords. Everybody's got so many sick ways. There's a hundred billion alien races. There's a billion cultures. It's just no more laser swords. There's got to be something better than laser swords. But a lot of hardcore Star Wars fans will go, dude, laser swords are, are part of the whole oeuvre of it. It's like saying, oh, make a, make, a, make a Marvel movie with no web slinging. Wait a minute. They're about to do that, aren't they? <laughs> <laughs> if Sony has their way, yep. You know what I mean? So it's like, I think a lot of the things we're entrenched to say are emblematic of something. They're just the surface of it. You know what I mean? The real story of Star Wars is how do rebels fight a fascistic force? That's all it is. I mean, it's a Star fucking wars. The the real interesting part to me, and you get this in like Rogue One, a movie that I have openly been like, it doesn't work for me. Although I've watched it a couple times recently, and I'm able to like shut off a little bit more of the parts that bother me versus the stuff that I think is interesting. But I think with that. And also, you know, that book I was telling you about that I read, it's, it's a shameless tie-in to the, to the Galaxy's Edge Disneyland park. But at the same time, the whole book is about, you know, they go to this, this world, the Galaxy's Edge, Batu, and she's trying to get people like, hey, the First Order is going to come and they will just mow this place down and take it over. And people are like, yeah, but they won't, so we don't care. And it's all about, like, trying to get people to care about an impending doom that they, some of them don't even believe is a real thing. Like, and then in Rogue One that I also think is cool is just, like, you think of the Rebellion as the scrappy group of fighters that are just, like, always on the run and always strategizing. And then you find out, like, they are just as flawed within themselves as any other organization. They have infighting. They have different people with different philosophies. They, they're all against the Empire, mm-hmm. but that doesn't mean that they all agree with each other. Yeah, it, you know? I, I love that, that they couldn't, yeah, all agree on the best way to go about it. I love that, yeah. And and like I said, the only thing I didn't... I didn't like it about uh, Rogue One, but I understood it. The Force Priest, Donnie Yen, oh, like, yeah. his limited... He wasn't... Again, though, it, 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 I liked it, but it bothered me. Because this blind asshole didn't have enough space bacteria in his blood, his, his mastery of the Force was limited to not getting shot a couple times, knocking stuff out of people's hands. You know what I mean? Like getting to a thing and pulling a lever for some characters who are more important to, to do something. It's like... <sighs> May I offer a counter? Go. And you may reject this on its face or not. We are all born, well, most of us, 99.9% of us are born with the ability to lift our hands over our heads and shoot a basketball. Mm -hmm. From that group of people, which is almost everybody, uh, I would say there's a handful that are pretty good play in high school, play in college, but they'll never go pro because they just don't have the skill that they need. They just weren't born with it. Then you have your NBA players. They are the ones that have the same ability as everyone else, but an innate skill that makes them so good that they are able to be professionals. I kind of think the force is the same way. The force is within everybody. 
And there are certainly people who are attuned to it, but there are certain people who are just born who are able to manipulate, control, to use it as a vessel. I mean, my only amendment to your thing is basketball is also a skill sport. So you get guys like Steph Curry, who, while being 6'3", and being able to probably beat your dad up. Right. You know what I mean? Like, he's little compared to basketball people. But if he rolled up in your high school reunion, he beat the shit out of everybody. (laughs) Easily. So, don't get it twisted. But uh, at 6'3", amongst seven-foot giants, he's able to create space and do all this stuff because he's got just enough athleticism, but mostly he's got a lot of smarts and a lot of angles, and he knows all this stuff. So I would say he would be like those, those like, maybe he'd be like a force priest or whatever. But then there's Shaq. Luke Skywalker and Kylo Ren and these people are Shaq. They don't have to learn nothing. Give me the ball. I will turn around and do the move. Now, again, even amongst those, though, Shaq is the best of those. When I, I remember watching basketball, uh, everybody turn off this podcast, but I remember watching basketball, and in Shaq's era, there were a bunch of people as big as Shaq. They weren't as good as Shaq. They weren't as athletic as Shaq. You know what I mean? So I guess Luke Skywalker and these guys are like Shaq with some skills, like Shaq size, but with a, with some skills and training. So they, they already have enough raw material that if they're trained at all, they get to do a bunch of stuff. I just think, though, in the Star Wars universe, it seems like there's a Shaq, there's a Michael Jordan, and then there's a bunch of plebeians in the stands eating popcorn watching these people t- tussle over the universe. And I just, I, I think that's a real one percenter way to look at how things actually happen. But I, I, The Last Jedi clearly shows us that there are other Force people out there. They just, the Jedi have been extinct for so long right. that people don't even, a lot of people don't even believe that it was ever a real thing, you know? No, I, I absolutely agree. And all I'm saying is, it only took them uh, eight movies and, uh, what, 50 years of continuity to come up with a democratic system of everybody can have the force because like I said up until now I understand that in the books and stuff different things get the force in the comic books the damn robot that blows up that uh, that that Luke was about to pick on Tatooine was like right. I gotta go to Tatooine Station time power converters in the comic books that robot got some force the force entered that robot and that robot said yo if I let Luke pick me, the Force has told me that I am not R2. I won't be able to complete this mission. So I need to self-destruct so he can pick R2 and see 3 po to go on this adventure. That's in the extended universe. I don't know if it's canon anymore, obviously. But it's like, what the hell, dude? Like, what the hell? That only thing, My only real beef with Star Wars is, and this is good because this is a real, this is a real thing people need to know about me. I just don't like these uh, uh, Jedi groupies. Jedi groupies make me mad because to hear a Jedi groupie tell it, any Jedi can beat Spider-Man. My man, these dudes get shot in their backs by guys that can't hit anything. Guys who have been literally proven in canon to not be able to hit anything shoot these guys in the back routinely. No. Yes, yeah. that's incorrect. They got murdered up in one big fell swoop with Order yeah, 44. By the, by the that would never have to Spider-Man. Order 66. Or Order 66, my bad. And also, it was the the clone troopers are incredibly efficient. Stormtroopers are not clone troopers. Okay, fine. You got me, Marvel editor. You get a no <laughs> prize. Good job. But still, there's still dudes 
with guns. And Boba Fett, who is the progenitor of them, is one of the least effective sons of bitches I ever saw on the screen. He gets, he gets, he falls in giant vaginas, shot by blind dudes. He, he, he gets his rocket pack messed up. He does this, he does that. He does so much whack, dumb stuff. He does one thing in all of the movie canon, which is hitch a ride in some trash and find Han Solo. That's it. That's what he did for for 40 years of history. That's what he did until these new movies, you know, souped him up. So I'm just saying, to me, these super guys with their laser swords and this and that, all their rules and all their punk shit, and, and basically the limitations of their rightfully limited space powers. You know what I mean? When I was a little kid reading about, like, I, when I thought, when I was reading the, the Star Wars novels by Timothy Zahn and stuff like that. Right. So, so don't get twisted. I'm not, I am a real fan. But I'm reading those novels. These dudes got force lightning and breaking apart planets and stuff. They got clone dudes who ain't got no souls that have too much, you know, force power in them because they don't have souls. And just all this crazy, like, smash a Star Destroyer in your hand type force powers. And then I see a young Yoda struggle with three rocks. Remember when Dooku and them was fighting? And then and then three rocks fell down and Dooku had to make his escape. Yoda's struggling with three rocks. Three rocks. He's, he's, oh, oh, I can't hold these three rocks. I'm just, fuck that, man. I'm sorry. Spider-Man would fuck up any Jedi. Straight up to me. He would fuck up any Jedi. He would have moves that were faster than anything these dudes. And obviously you have a laser sword. And they stop lasers. Dude, he couldn't even stop Thanos. No, what the? But Thanos would fuck up any Jedi too. No. Yes. They're not, they're not, they're not fucking, uh, they're not Scarlet Witch. They wouldn't be able to peel all his armor off and start ruining them and stuff like that. They, uh, General Grievous could beat up Thanos. General Grievous isn't a Jedi or a Sith. He's just a robot that makes He's bad enough to fight the basically coolest Jedi of all time, which is Obi-Wan Kenobi. Yeah, and he lasts like 35 seconds in an actual lightsaber fight. Because of plot-induced stupidity. He's got got propeller blades of lasers all over. I'm I'm just saying. saying, It's (laughs) preposterous. Jigs, yo, me, go. Like, Palpatine versus Thanos, like, it's it's no contest. Like, Thanos is going to lose that arm in half a second. What? He, he, shoots, him, he shoots him lightning at him. What? Who cares? Thanos has energy redistribution powers. He can, force lightning he can, is energy. He can force choke Thanos, which Thanos can't do anything about. He can keep Thanos still, walk right up to him, and just chop his arm off. Gauntlet gone. But how do you? But how do you figure? Because like it's it was very hard for Scarlet Witch, who to me in the movie showed herself to be at her apex more powerful than any Jedi. She could literally create re- recreate reality. She could rip people's armor off after they've had twenty minute fights with the Hulk and Captain Marvel. You know what I mean? Like, put some respect on Thanos' name. I'm not saying it would be a cakewalk, and I'm not saying that he would. I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm if. If we were talking about a Jedi versus Scarlet Witch, maybe I'd have a different opinion. But you just said yourself, like, if it wasn't for, like, she was this close to just utterly destroying him in in, Endgame. If it wasn't for, like, a bajillion cannons that he had to call in at the last second. Okay, so what if a billion cannons uh, hit the Star Destroyer at the time that Hobo was trying to force choke my man? Then he's like, ow! I've fallen off my throne. And then Thanos is stomping his old ass out. The, the thing is that to me, it would take too much force power 
to beat up Thanos to me. I feel like he, they, you see how ugly and messed up he is because he's extending, expending a lot. That, the force power that it took to blow Mace Window out the window made the dude age 20 years in one she minute. She said Mace Window, which is hilarious. Because <laughs> <laughs> that was the most apt description <laughs> of the character in that movie. Mace Window. <laughs> you see through me, then you get rid of me through this portal. Peace. Yeah, I, like I said, I, I think it's just, and uh, people listening who really love Star Wars will claim that I have a basic misunderstanding of the power of the Force. And what I have to say to that is, anytime you say anybody can beat a Jedi, here come Force Force Majeure. <laughs> here come the Force Majeure clan to tell you all the different ways the Force can do all the different things. Meanwhile, you watch movies, you read books, you see people with the Force all the time falling for stuff that Spider-Man would never fall for, falling for stuff that Daredevil might not even what, fall what for. What do you mean falling, falling for, for stuff? Get shot in the back by a bunch of losers! Uh, uh, like, falling down wells! Uh, get, getting, getting, getting some weird uh, grapple around your leg and having to worry about it for 10 seconds. Like, all these... Uh, Spider-Man would do the exact same thing. I mean, look at look at Spider-Man Far From Home and look at uh, Rey in The Last Jedi. Both of them are given this unbelievable power, the glasses and the lightsaber, and both are like, I'm, I'm not good enough to handle this, and then give it to someone that either doesn't want it or is not supposed to have well, it. Well, maybe I'm not thinking about, like, a 15-year-old plot and new stupidity Spider-Man, but, like, the, maybe the uber-competent 28-year-old uh, 20, graduate school Spider-Man. I think 28-year-old graduate school Spider-Man. Spider-Man at, at the beginning of uh, Spider-Verse, that, that just perfect super warrior. I Who dies in I, the first... I think he died because he fought uh, the Hulk that's on fire. If, if the Jedi fought the Hulk that was on fire and the freaking Prowler and, uh, you know, uh, Doc Ock and this guy, and they got, he'd been fighting for days. They kind of intone that where he goes, I'm so tired. He wasn't just he wasn't just tired. Obviously, he wasn't just tired of fighting two of his enemies. He was tired of fighting all of them for a while. The Jedi has fought in the Clone Wars for years and years and years and years. What? What? But again, what? Why are the, what? What happened in the Clone Wars if all the hot, fresh Jedi's got laced up like Tony Montana at the end of the movie in Order sixty six? What's all the warring about? Because I think, well, especially too when you think about it, it's like the Force isn't gonna. It's not like Spider Sense in the set. Like, well, it is like Spider Sense, where it's like something's wrong. They don't necessarily know exactly what it is. It isn't like... But they didn't know anything was wrong because I've read that those dudes didn't even know that they were going to do anything bad until the moment that they did it. Right. And at that moment, the dudes would be like, oh, I feel... Oh, I'm dead. Yes. So how is that any sort of, like, weakness on their part? Because just in in basic uh, speed uh, situation, I think Spider-Man would survive Order 66. No way. A 15-year-old Spider-Man, maybe not. 28-year-old Spider-Man, I think he does. I think he I think he survives it. Because he knows that he knows more about his spider sense, more of what it means, and all this different jazz. Is this guy gonna walk or no? Yeah, I don't know. I don't wanna Well that's it's a turning signal and now it's not. It was a turning signal and now it's not. Uh there's only a handful of Jedi that survived Order sixty six, and I don't think that Peter Parker would be one of them. He's too I, trusting. He he would never think I, okay, that but, his but clones think, would think turn But think about think about all the things that make Spider Man lose. They're all these ephemeral blah 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 blah. But I'm talking about like activate instant kill, 
like, if he could do that with his mind, not a stupid suit, because you know I hate Spider-Man and an Iron Man suit. I hate Spider-Man and Iron Man suit. I hate Black Panther and Iron Man suit. Don't at me. It's just... They dodge stuff. They don't look at aircraft bullets coming in and hit them in the chest. They dodge stuff. So, all I'm saying is, in conclusion, <laughs> fucking... Uh, sorry. People disrespect... People disrespect so much the myriad of powers that a lot of uh, comic book characters have, and I think they over-respect the powers that Jedi have because Jedi seem to have the power to do anything. I can sense the future except when it really matters when I'm about to get shot in my back by a bunch of losers, okay? People who are clones of a guy who's a straight-up loser. Clones of a guy who's a... Oh, excuse me. Clones of a straight-up loser's dad. But, wait a minute. No, no. It is a clone of him. He is the, he is the guy. Boba Fett's the guy, right? No, Jango Fett is... But, yeah, his son is it's just, just him. him. Yeah. Okay, so, yeah. So, a loser's dad... You know what I'm saying? You've got clones of a loser's dad, and they can kill everybody. I just think Star Wars makes so many rules. To uh, Marvel makes rules to where their characters can lose. And I guess Star Wars makes rules to where their characters can lose. And I, I just don't find too much internal um, synchronicity in the ones in Star Wars. I think in Star Wars, they can do whatever they, can, they want, uh, whatever they want, until they can't. And then I guess in a lot of comic books, that's the way, too. So I guess if we're going to compare two things, both of them are, are flawed. Look, I think if we're going to realistically compare two things, Rocket Man's better than Bohemian Rhapsody. I, I think, think that's, that's the takeaway. that's the takeaway. <laughs> but another commute killers. Oh, we have to announce stuff. Oh, yeah. What are we doing? Uh, we're, we're, we're trying to do stuff together. Yeah, so hot takes with Billy Bays, Nerd Goat. We got some stuff coming up. Ruin. Uh, we got some stuff brewing. Uh, hopefully, we have more information coming soon. But until then, uh, if you haven't already uh, subscribed to the Nerd Goat podcast, uh, because a lot of uh, a lot of the people that you like on my show end up on that show, and vice versa. And vice versa. Uh, and uh, yeah, when we have when we can say what our news is. Uh, how's this for vague booking? Uh, well, the, well, well, this would be the metaphor I would use. We're both having kick-ass pool parties on either side of a plywood fence. We are endeavoring to remove that plywood fence. Just you with the metaphors. This Boom! Great. Uh, subscribe, all that fun stuff. Uh, a normal uh, episode of Hot Takes coming next week. It'll be Superman Returns with Adam Lavick from Hyper uh, Hyper Heroes, Hyper RPG. I would. I am looking forward to that. It's gonna be. Uh, it, it's gonna be an interesting one. We'll see what people think. Uh, all right, we gotta go to work. Now. All right, bye.